Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. It is Father's Day, so Dad will be joining me for today's episode. We're going to talk... COVID's impacts on the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, as well as some LeBron uh, slander. Then we're going to talk about the NFL with the Packers and their one plan and QBs that haven't made it, but still just might. We'll look at Spider Tech and Major League Baseball as well and much more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to BlackHillsEnergy.com slash Team Ready. Welcome in to another edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. And today's Father's Day. And even though he normally joins me on most episodes anyways, Dad is back with me today. Happy Father's Day, Dad, and welcome back to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right. Uh, I got you a great gift, but it's not coming until uh, your birthday. Uh, so, there you go. I'm sure I'll figure out what it is by then. Um, 
Oh, I'm such a good son. Uh, all right, Dad. Uh, the uh, people are listening. We, we're live right now on YouTube. We're live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook as well. Live just about everywhere. And people are tuning in. And uh, I think there's a way they could enhance their listening experience, maybe through the help of our sponsor, Skull Candy. Dad, can you tell the listeners about Skull Candy? Oh, that's where they can get help at, that's for sure. Whether you're looking for true wireless freedom or total musical immersion. And right now, you can get great deals with Skull Candy Audio. You can save $20 on the Indie Eero True Wireless Earbuds, for, and you'll get them for only $49.99. All you have to do to get these deals is uh, click the Skull Candy link in the YouTube description, uh, the Facebook or Twitter comments section, or in the podcast notes. And you can get this great deal from Skull Candy. Yeah, uh, that really is a pretty awesome deal right now going on for Skull Candy. Um, and uh, I mean, you save twenty bucks on a, pu- a pair of wireless earbuds. Uh, I think that's well worth the investment. So, uh, thank you, Dave, for telling them about that. Uh, let's get right into some interesting sports topics going on currently. Um, let's talk about COVID as much as I hate it, as much as I want it to be over with, it keeps on rearing its ugly head. Uh, and now we're in the playoffs in two different sports. COVID has already had an impact earlier. I guess it was last week. Maybe it was, well, I guess technically last week, Cole Beasley made a lot of uh splash when he came out on social media and said, he's not getting the vaccine and he'd rather, uh, die with COVID uh, and live freely. And he went into this long spiel. He, he said some really stupid stuff along the way. But uh, I do agree with him and the fact that he shouldn't be forced uh, and, and even pressured into getting the vaccine. One of the things comes up, though, is, you know, there's all these mandates still in the NFL, at least, with COVID and the protocols and things like that. In the NBA, Chris Paul is uh, missing game one that's going to be happening, actually happening right now. And as he's doing that, it's because he's in the, the COVID protocols. He is vaccinated, and uh, yet still we don't know all the details about it. They haven't shared everything that's going on with it, whether it's contact tracing or he's tested positive. But he's out, uh, missing game one. Montreal Canadiens, their head coach, the interim head coach, Ducharme, he's out with COVID protocols, tested positive, asymptomatic, and he has his vaccine also. It brings to this interesting thing where COVID is impacting still with the vaccine. So I'm going to kind of open the floor to you, uh, where you want to go with it. If you want to go to Cole Beasley stuff or kind of where you want to go with the impact of it so far, but give me your thoughts on all the COVID stuff still affecting sports. Well, it's, um, it's interesting. I think the deal is at some point you're going to have to either there's a rule, a law or not a law. And you're going to have to divide the, I say government, but it's really medical agencies uh, from private companies, which would be like the NFL, NBA, NHL. They're either going to have to be allowed to have their own rules. And then if there is a legitimate um, threat to the community because of the way they're doing it, then they should be dealt with legally or more harshly, but let them have their own rules. Uh, Right now, I think, you know, they're feeling pressure. The NFL, well, they want to have a season, so we've got to make Dr. So-and-so happy. We've got to make this guy happy. 
uh, or whatever. And I don't know that people are making any of these decisions on safety. And that's because now you got to deal with people being vaccinated that are still going into protocols. The thing with Cole Beasley, which to me was interesting, and I know it's not really apples and apples, but last year you could opt out of the whole season because you didn't feel safe. But you can't opt out of the vaccine because you don't feel safe. Now, I know there are some differences, and the deal is, well, you're threatening other people or whatever. But, um, you know, and, and like I said, I think everyone out there in the community, I've got friends who've been vaccinated and had no problems. I have friends that have been vaccinated and got very, very ill and um, physically harmed for, for a while, lost movement in their one side and everything like that, and they're not going to finish the vaccine. So uh, it's different. They're going to have to, um, and I think for political reasons, oh, we have a vaccine now, you know, everybody's going to get it. Um, at some point, you either have to have it or you won't have to have it. Um, I know here, Ohio has been fairly tight about things, but now all the signs read that, you know, they recommend if you haven't been totally vaccinated, but they don't. Some healthcare places are a little more pushy about the mask and that, and some even ask, um, ask, have you been vaccinated? And they require you to do certain things if you haven't been, but that's healthcare and that makes a little more sense. Uh, people that are definitely at a health risk. But um, the, the major sports things are going to have to get a handle on this and uh, not be jerked around, but they shouldn't be making the decision. You know, they got to make the decision on what's best for people. And right now that's really hard um, to know. And uh, we all knew this was going to happen. You get in the playoffs, a major team's going to be affected in the playoffs because of, of these COVID rules. Um, I mean, you got places with full stadiums, and I'm not hearing of any problems. Right. You got others that there's nobody there at all. Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, and I'm sure we would hear about it. These mm -hmm. baseball stadiums that are full, these hockey arenas that are full, if one person got sick, I mean, you're going to hear all about it, and we're not hearing that. So um, I think people have to be smart, people have to be careful. Some of the things that came up with COVID are good hand wash and people can always be careful and that will be a help. Um, but they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to get a handle on this because it can't go on. It'd be interesting to see what the NFL does because they had training camps. Um, they had some things in place, but um, not like they had been. So, um, it, you know, I don't know. They're going to have to get a handle. And I think they can't please everybody. So at some okay. point it's either, it's either a law or it's not a law, and I think they ought to, just like companies, I think companies can make their own rules now for employees, the NFL and that, and if they decide, well, they're worried about what somebody thinks, then they're going to have to deal with their players like Cole Beasley about that. Yeah, well, you know, the NFL is an optics league right now, meaning that they only make decisions based off of what they think people are wanting to see. Um, you know, the concussion stuff, it's not about player safety still. It's about, you know, what they're being pressured to do and what they feel like they have to do because of the optics of the situations. And the same is true with COVID because the COVID and the vaccine and stuff like that, for the most part, people are ready to move on. 
Um, that's not everywhere, but a lot of people are. The argument that keeps coming up is, well, he should, you know, you're, if you don't get the vaccine, and they came up a lot about Cole Beasley, and then you're not being respectful of other people. You're not keeping other people safe, people who can't get the vaccine and things like that. You know, but I go back to this whole hypocrisy of jumping on someone for something, but not actually thinking through that the fact that the rest of your life does not do the same thing. Um, yesterday I had the chance to be on ESPN radio, uh, here in Lexington and we talked about this. I said, you know, I don't see any of these people going off on secondhand smoke. Secondhand smoke is affecting millions upon millions of people every single year. Yet we still have people smoking and smoking in public places. And I don't see these people going off about those things, but they're going to go off about the vaccine. The reality is, is COVID uh, it's, I mean, the percentages and we already, we can't trust the government. They've lied to us. Or both sides have, they've lied. They've hidden things. They've, um, inflated issues, things like that. You don't know who to trust. And again, I think you can be unvaccinated and careful at the same time and respectful of people also. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the NFL season as you know we've already seen again Chris Paul that's man it's just weird you know um and then in the NHL it's happening now with the coach as well the NFL has a little bit more time to let things flow by and work through a few issues and things like that they did that last year when they played they kind of waited for everybody else to have the issues and then they came in ready to go and uh, so they maybe they'll have it ironed out by then speaking of the NBA playoffs the NBA playoffs are in full bloom right now. The Western Conference Finals are in game one as we record this. Uh, then the Eastern Conference Finals, Milwaukee beats Brooklyn, upsets Brooklyn last night. Um, of course, Kyrie Irving has been out with injury. Harden was not at full strength. Um, Kevin Durant had a phenomenal uh, last two games, but the Bucks were able to pull it off um, in overtime in Game 7 and move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll play the winner of the 76ers and the Hawks that play later on Sunday night, uh, and they will figure that one out there. And then we get into the Finals. You know, Right now we're looking at Phoenix and the Clippers, Milwaukee, and then either Philadelphia or Atlanta. The NBA has changed a lot over the years. The playing style has changed. The... Uh, priorities have changed to some degree. Offense is more coveted than defense and all those sorts of things. But I think at the end of the day, Dad, the team is still more important than the superstar. Now, had Brooklyn had three superstars healthy, yeah, that would have, that would have worked. But, um, one healthy superstar and maybe another half healthy superstar in Harden wasn't enough to beat a deeper team. Uh, and a better team in Milwaukee. Dad, you've seen the transition. I know you don't watch a lot of NBA anymore, but you've seen the transition of basketball. Um, do you think that we're ever going to get away from this superstar pack teams and get back to, you know, one to two superstars per team and then a team built around them? Or do you think we're going to be stuck in this, you know, three superstars on a team going forward? Um, I'm afraid we're probably going to be stuck in this because um, of money. Um, the superstars can make so much money. Um, all the advertisers are wanting to push superstars, not a team. And I think as long as that is there, 
Um, I mean, the NBA would have to have a real structure change. Um, it could happen from that standpoint. And I think there are people um, like myself and like you that like to see good basketball, like to watch a good basketball game. Now you you watch a good player. And, um, and it's funny this year because some of them, and I think, you know, it, it's true, but I've heard a lot that, you know, Steph Curry changed the game from um, – because he was a long shooter. Well, Steph Curry wasn't – I don't think he was in playoffs and definitely not there now at the final. So maybe there will be some things – uh, that'll change. From what I understand, Milwaukee plays good defense. Um, I may not be totally wanted for him, but, um, you know, it, it'll just depend. Um, yeah, I mean, it was very much a team concept before. You know, you go back, you know, when I was younger, you talk about the good teams. And even when there were superstars, you know, with Bird and Magic, you know, it was still – um, you still talk about the Celtics and the Lakers and how many they won, and even how many did the Bulls win. Now it's how many did this guy win, how many did that guy win, um, because he's on a different team every other year. And right. um, I, I don't know. As long as the NBA can make big money off of it and people can make big, big money, then you know it's kind of going to be that way. Um, but if it changes sometimes with TV or with sponsors or whatever, um, but I don't know. I mean, everything's changed in high schools going to this super conference. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's going to the superstar. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll see what how, how it affects college basketball. Yeah, you know, that's a good point you make about players moving all the time. And so you're kind of following the player. Um, you know, it's – it hasn't been that long since we've seen good teams win the finals. I think back even Golden State when they had before they got Kevin Durant and they won with Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. They were a team team driven uh, style of play. They moved the ball. Uh, San Antonio. They kind of followed that that uh, San Antonio model back when Tony and uh, Manu and Tim Duncan were there, moving the ball around and getting the right shot. And, you know, you think about the old teams, pretty much most basketball fans can name four, maybe five players from the Showtime Lakers to the Celtics championship teams, um, you know, those kinds of things. And nowadays it really is. I mean, you look at the Lakers, and, of course, they're out this year. We'll talk about them in a moment. But LeBron and AD, and then it's just kind of a bunch of guys. Um, and, you know, they have some decent talent on the team. As You know, they're obviously better better than me, but – uh, it's just they they pay so much money for the stars that then they're making up a roster of guys that just honestly they could make up a better team. You look at Phoenix; they've got three somewhat stars. Chris Paul is aging. Devin Booker's in his prime, and then DeAndre Ayton is coming along strong and and playing some great basketball. But they've got a great great uh, cast around them as well. That's where Brooklyn was really hurt this year is when when Kyrie went down and when Harden was injured, they still had some talented players on the team, but they just weren't a team because that's just not the way they were set up. They were set up for three guys to kind of run the ball with the exception of Joe Harris getting some wide open threes, and it didn't work out. Milwaukee's got a good team. They're about seven, eight guys deep. And uh, to me, we're going to see them in the championship. I think that they're better than either Atlanta or Philadelphia. So I think we'll see them in the championship. Then Phoenix and L.A. with Kawhi Leonard injured 
it seems like Phoenix would have the upper hand, but with Chris Paul out, that's going to be interesting to see how everything goes there. Speaking of injuries, LeBron James. He came out just a week or two ago, and he said, I told you this was going to happen. Everyone's going to get hurt because we started playing too early. They wanted the season pushed back to give more rest from their time in the bubble. And then this week, the Lakers announced they will not be re-signing their athletic trainer because of all the injuries. So I'm starting to wonder, wait a second, what's the reason for the injuries? Is it the athletic trainer's fault? Or is it the season tar- starting too soon's fault? And Dan, I couldn't help but cry a little tear and feel incredibly bad for these poor NBA players. They had to play a whole uh, uh, shortened season down in Orlando, protected away from society. And then, could you believe the nerve of the NBA making them play another season afterwards? Incredible. Poor NBA players not getting a normal three months off like the rest of society gets. Ah, no, wait a second. We don't get three months off. Now, sure, my job isn't as taxing physically as the NBA is, but I think you can shut up and play at least one season close next to another season, especially when you think about all that society's been through right now. I think complaining about having to play basketball is a little too much for me. But, Dad, these celebrities and these professional athletes, they're kind of entitled, aren't they? I mean, the real the reality is, is they've they've always been babied. Um, these these great basketball players, these great football players, they've been the best at, and on their team their entire life, and they've been able to do whatever they've wanted. And now all of a sudden, they've got to do something that's not normal, that's out of their routine. Boy, I'll tell you, the whole world's been out of routine, and I'm just tired of these guys complaining about having to play for millions and millions of dollars, how hard it must be. Well, I'll tell you what, Dad. This is a great uh, opportunity for us to talk about Yeti, as Yeti is one of our sponsors. And LeBron James, he needs a vacation. He kind of needs some time off, a way to rest. And uh, so we've got the perfect thing for him. Yeti is letting us know that travel is back. Over two-thirds of Americans are planning to travel this summer, LeBron James included, and Yeti's new luggage line is perfect for all adventures. Check out the Crossroads Collection luggage line by Yeti. All you have to do is click on the Yeti link in the YouTube description or in the comment sections of Facebook and Twitter or in the podcast notes. So Yeti is now making luggage and uh I'm excited to see the luggage and to I'm assuming it's going to be incredible quality just like the coolers and everything else. Of course they still sell coolers and drinkware and other things. Uh but they've got they've released the new line of luggage out now. Click on the Yeti link and get yourself some new luggage for your next vacation or trip. All right, Dad, let's transition to football. The Green Bay Packers say they have one plan. No matter who the quarterback is, the offense is going to be the offense. Now, I've shared my thoughts on uh, the radio yesterday, but I'll hear your thoughts first, and I have a feeling we might line up with this. But uh, the, what, what do you think when you hear the Green Bay Packers say, it doesn't matter if it's Rodgers or Love, we've got one plan? 
Well, I, I think that's about the only way they can prepare right now because the Rodgers thing is so up in the air, and they I don't think they know that he is not coming. Um, I mean, I don't know how they really could put in two different plans. Um, and I think in the last couple of years, technically the new plan they've had has worked. It's been a little different. I mean, Rodgers is great, and he can run any plan. But the, the thing they've had with LaFleur, and especially last year, was different than what they had had before. It fit really well, and they've got the key players back to do that with Devontae Adams, with the receivers. But the key guy is Aaron Jones. I mean, you can throw to him, you can run, he can do different things. And now with um, Amari Rogers, you know, they can make that plan effective. Um, Will Jordan Love be able to make the reads and be as efficient as Aaron Rodgers? No, because I don't know that hardly any quarterback is going to be as efficient as Aaron Rodgers. But I think having a plan and having a strong plan is going to help whoever the quarterback is. I think Jordan Love, if Aaron Rodgers is not there, and I still think he will be, but if he's not there, um, Jordan Love will get the first shot at it. But um, Blake Bortles, who's not gotten many snaps yet, played under some of this same system um, with the same you know offensive coordinator to an extent. Uh, won't be totally foreign to him. The thing this year that's going to be very interesting in the NFL, I know we're going to talk about some other quarterbacks here in a minute, is is the difference of last year with having preseason games. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a look at it, and you're going to see. But I think they have to have one plan. Um, you know, the first day you heard this, you heard it from the media, and they tried to make it sound like LaFleur said, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, we're fine. No, that was, <laughs> that's not true. Um, the deal is, but we're going to have one system. Um, again, you and I keep up with it a lot. I keep up with it a lot on the internet and they're very happy with how they've been able to get prepared. Um, and people, even the new players, um, learning the system, they feel like they're ready to come back at training camp with a plan in place with people knowing things. Um, and you can't do that if you have two systems. I mean, I don't see any way they could, I'm sure there's tweaks, I'm sure there are certain packages they'll run if they have Aaron Rodgers, and there are certain packages they they won't run if they don't. But as far as the basic plan and what they're going to try to do, again, right now they've been very happy with the offensive line. If you can have a good offensive line and you got some some talented players like Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan, you can you can be you can be successful. And if Jordan Rogers or Jordan Love just can't do anything, then you know they're going to have to go back with somebody else. But I'm not so sure Aaron Rodgers will not be there yet. I'm not convinced about that. Um, and um, we will see. I wish he would settle this before the big golf thing, but um, I'm sure the golf match would hope he doesn't because right. there'll be a lot more publicity um, right. for them. And uh, but on the golf course, they probably won't let him wear a t-shirt. So he'll have to get something else made to show his offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this this one plan, it's an offensive system. And we've seen it be successful with quarterbacks that are less talented than Aaron Rodgers. Go back to Washington. It's the Shanahan system. Go back to Washington with Kirk Cousins. He had some success. Uh, you look at Atlanta with Matt Ryan, some success. Uh, they go into the Super Bowl. Uh, Goff in L.A. went to the Super Bowl. 
uh, Jimmy G in San Francisco went to the Super Bowl. This system is not new, and this system works for a variety of reasons. You've got all the motion, you've got all the misdirection, and all those kinds of things. So, yes, it is the same system. Now, will the Packers be better if Aaron Rodgers is running it than Jordan Love? Yes, 100% yes. And I'll say this, I can't believe that you even spoke at all positively of the fact that maybe Bortles gets a chance. No way. It's it's Jordan Love or it's Aaron Rodgers, plain and simple, and they're going to live and die with with it however it goes. Um, so, yes, one plan, of course it is. It's a system, and the system has worked, and it works for certain reasons. And you're right, the Packers are – They've got a very, very good team. They've went to the NFC Championship the last two years, and as good as Aaron Rodgers is, it wasn't all on him either. And uh, they need to improve their defense, and I think they have this year. But um, they've got the offense around Jordan Love, where if he is the quarterback, are they going to be thirteen and three? Well, no, because there's a seventeen game season. But um, no, probably not. But could they still be a ten win team? I think so. So we'll see. Uh, how that all plays out. Uh, some quarterbacks, I was thinking through this. Uh, Dwayne Haskins recently came out and mentioned, you know, just that he's going to be proving to the Steelers that he loves football and that he's ready for another chance. I started thinking through some of the quarterbacks out there right now, some backup quarterbacks that haven't yet really made it, but still could. Uh, Jameis Winston's going to get an opportunity again. I, you know, I, I have struggled to put him on this list because he had some success in Tampa. But obviously he spent last year as a backup. So I've got him on there. I've also got Gabbert on there. He first round pick and he's backing up Tom Brady, I believe in Tampa right now. The other guys I thought of Dwayne Haskins, Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, and then Josh Rosen were the names that I was thinking of, of guys that if you get them in the right situation, they still have a chance to succeed. Bortles went to an AFC championship game. Uh, Winston had 30 touchdowns. He also had 30 interceptions, but 30 touchdowns and bukus of yards. Gabbard, I'm not too sure about, and he's kind of maybe settled into that backup role where that's just going to be his fit. Maybe like a Ryan Fitzpatrick as his years continue where he might start two to three games a season to transition to a rookie or something like that. Um, I'm interested though in Dwayne Haskins and in Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Haskins, I'm not sure how everything was set up in Washington for him. And he's in a really good spot right now to learn from Ben Roethlisberger, to learn how to be a professional, because that seemed to be some issues in Washington with him. And then also under Mike Tomlin, being under a really good coach. And to me, if he still has the physical abilities, he's a guy that I think could really show up um, in a year or two as someone who could still compete as a starter in the NFL. Then the other guys, Mitchell Trubisky, Dan, you know, we enjoyed them being on the Bears as Packer fans. We were all for it. But I think I think he has some talent, but I think you need to put him in a system that fits his skills. And, uh, you know, he's going to be backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's not going to start there. But maybe he gets another shot in another two years to go somewhere else, and maybe they'll build a system around him and give him a shot. I think he could still be. Are there any of those backup quarterbacks, young first-round picks that haven't made it, that, that kind of stick out to you? Um, well, I, I it's kind of interesting with all of them, and I do think the, the preseason being three preseason games 
uh, will help most of them. Like you said, they have to be in the right spot. Uh, Rosen is in the wrong spot. He's not going to get much of a chance there. Bortles, like you said, is probably in the wrong spot. Um, not going to see a lot of reps or get a lot of attention. Um, James Winston, of all of them, have the biggest, best chance to start. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that he will. Um, even when Drew Brees was there, Hill still had packages for him. And I don't know who they're, they're going to really give the best shot to uh, or who fits. And New Orleans is not as good a team as it was either. And that, that could hurt a little bit. Uh, but again, if you can use Alvin Kamara the right way, you can you can have good success. So um, Winston has a shot. I agree with you. I think Haskins is very interesting. Um, I think he has a lot of intangibles. I and I think with Pittsburgh, he's the one guy outside of Winston that has a chance to get to play a little bit. I think if there's mop up opportunities, uh, as long as he shows enough that they're going to want to look for him and say, could he be our guy when Ben leaves, then he may get, you know, he may, beside preseason, he may get some opportunities um, there. But he's going to have to earn them, and um, he's going to have to work there. But he may be in a good situation. Trubinsky is in a good situation for him to audition. He's going to get a lot of preseason reps. They're not going to want to get Josh Allen hurt when the season starts. Trubinsky will be like quarterbacks we've known. He'll have negative rushing yards because at best he'll be kneeling down. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see him seeing the field at all, but you don't have to right away if you can get preseason games and people get a look at him and think he's there. Of course, injuries can change all that. Uh, Gabbert is one I've always been kind of interested in. I, if I was looking for a backup, I think in the right system with the right coaches, he's a good backup because I think he has got some potential there. Tampa Bay, is he in the right place? Depends what they do with Trask. If they want to get a better look at Trask, then and I don't see him trying to put Trask on the practice squad because you might lose him. Um, but, again, he may be three. Again, with Brady, there could be some mop-up opportunities. You don't want to get him in the whole game. Um, I don't know the Gabbert will fit in there. I think it depends how he looks. Uh, but I think that they're going to have to give Trask a good, hard look and see if he's got potential for the future. So some of those guys aren't in the best spot to take advantage of this. Other guys, the preseason is going to help a lot. Um, I don't know that any of them are great NFL starting quarterbacks. Um, strangely enough, I think Haskins has the best chance um, yeah. to be one. And in the right system. I mean, in college, he came in, you know, he, he was the guy that was third string and won the national championship. So, um, you know. No, that was, uh, was that, that Cordell was Jones? Um, I, I, I know Haskins played a lot. I mean, I've been yeah. that year so. Yeah, I think Cordell Jones was the third stringer that came in and won. But Haskins got, he got a full season in and was phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah. at Ohio State. And they've had some deep uh, quarterback classes for sure. Um, what's interesting is, is now there's going to be some options. So, um, you've got the preseason games that are going to help. And I think anytime that you can bring in a first round drafted quarterback as a backup on your team, I think that's a good thing. When the Packers signed Bortles, you know, I had people texting me, ha ha Bortles, but I was like, Hey, he went to the AFC championship game and he was a first round pick. That's not a bad thing. Uh, is he great? No, but he obviously has talent. And so now if you can get him in a right system and, and use his abilities correctly, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that, but 
You've got the XFL that's coming soon. You've got the USFL that is starting up soon. And, of course, you still got the Canadian Football League as well. That might provide some opportunities for some of these guys to go out and show their, their talent level. I mean, the XFL is going to need quarterbacks. The USFL is going to need quarterbacks. And these are the kind of names that make sense, I think, to go out. If you play a full season there and you show off your talent, the NFL is going to bring you right back. And so I think that's going to be a fun situation, and we might get to see some of these guys out. I hope they do. I'd love to see some of these guys playing in the XFL or the USFL. And maybe we can see what they have. We've, you know, it'll be interesting nonetheless. All right. Uh, let's transition to Major League Baseball. They're starting tomorrow, Monday, uh, checking pitchers for the sticky substances, the foreign substances on the belts, the hats and the gloves and anywhere else that they deem necessary to search. They said they're going to check pitchers at the, after the innings are over or when they leave, when they're done pitching completely, which I think is weird. And then they're going to check the closers when they come into the game, uh, to avoid any weird stuff going on after the game. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit last time, so we don't have to spend much time on it. Major League Baseball is really what they're doing that is they're enforcing a rule that's already in place that they have not enforced for a very long time. I personally, I'm all for it. I'm saying let them, let them use the spider tack. Let them use the sticky substances. I think it's good. Um, but it is what it is. They're going to abide by the rules. So I know we talked about it before, but any more thoughts on now what's happening and uh, the Major League Baseball finally cracking down on this? Well, again, it may be short-lived because the length of games and all that is going to come into play. It's interesting. I hadn't heard the details that they were going to just check the starters when they leave. Um, question, and you may know the answer to this, is, okay, a guy leaves and they find a substance. So he was leaving. <laughs> what is that? You know, what, what, yeah. what, what is that? Is he going to be suspended like he can't get his next start? Is he going to yeah. be suspended for – for two weeks, I mean, what, what what's yes, going to happen on after the fact? It's a ten day suspension, automatic ten day suspension if they find something. But it's weird because if they check them when they leave, then you had the whole game. <laughs> so if you're a fourth or fifth starter in the rotation, why not take your chances and see if you yeah. can get away with it? Be creative with it, and and I don't know. That's that's my thoughts on it, but I don't know. Is that the same way with the closers? They find a closer coming in and he doesn't get to pitch that game and he's 10 days? Yes. Yep. Yep. So it's. That could crack down on the closers because that could affect. (laughs) That affect quite a bit. You got the big closer coming in and he can't um, do it. The thing that's going to be interesting is going to be will that work just to check at the end of the game and whatever? Because you got to believe there's going to be assistant coaches base coaches watching and saying, Hey, Hey, he's going to his belt every, Hey, you know, well, yeah. So teams are allowed to request a check. Um, <laughs> they are allowed to do that if they see something. And you're talking about nowadays, they're watching the, um, analytics. So if the spin rate is higher than normal, they're going to tell the umpire and the umpire is going to go check the pitcher. If, uh, if, you know, if he's having a, a career day, the pitcher is, they're gonna they're gonna go to the umpire and the umpire's gonna go check the, the pitcher 
You know, it could be just used as a stall tactic, as a way to get into a pitcher's head. Hey, he's doing this. You need to go check that. You know, it's not going to be a perfect system. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. It's not going to be a perfect system. Um, but, you know, let's see if anything comes of it. It seems like pitchers have already kind of cut it out a little bit because some of the great pitchers from the season are having some down days here recently. But uh, nonetheless, the American League East, Boston, back on top over Tampa by a half a game. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Chicago still holding out over Cleveland in the central and then in the west. It is Oakland and Houston battling it out. Houston currently a half a game back. In the National League, the Mets are up three and a half games on Philly. Uh, Milwaukee and Chicago are tied in the Central with Cincinnati and St. Louis at three games back. San Francisco, Dad, still holding on tight uh, to that number one spot in the West. A game and a half over the Dodgers, five games over San Diego. We are approaching the all-star break. And um, I had a conversation yesterday here in Lexington with the local radio about the Reds. And, you know, I really feel after the All-Star game, the Reds are going to plummet. They're going to go the wrong direction. But tell me about San Francisco. Are they going to withstand? Are they going to withhold? Not necessarily being first, but are their season going to continue on uh, a positive trajectory? Or are we going to see them collapse here after the All-Star break? I mean, I'm a fan, but no, I don't think they'll collapse. They're playing good baseball. Apparently, they have good coaching. Uh, right now, they have good pitching. I mean, injuries can affect any of that, but their bullpen is good. Um, yeah, can they hold off the Dodgers? I don't know. I think the most significant thing I've seen this week that I watch is the Padres are slipping. Um, if we can keep distance there, um, I mean, sure, I'd love to win the division, but you need to get in the playoffs. And um, the Dodger, and it's not been a thing where the Dodgers are playing poorly. The Giants are playing well. I mean, they've had they've had the best uh, record a couple times, and it's close, I guess, with um, Chicago over in the in the AL. So um, I, I think they'll keep playing well again. Injuries can always affect that, but um, you know they've been playing good, and they got they have different guys. Um, the star, they have different guys that hit, different guys that hit home runs. It's not just one or two guys um, at this point. So that probably gives them a good chance. And, um, you know, I think they have leadership. Posey's having a great year, and he provides leadership. And um, and I'm, I'm sure Crawford does, too, and different ones like that. Even with the Padres slipping here recently, San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego are the top three teams in the National League right now when it comes to record and winning percentage-wise goes. And they're really tops in the league. Oakland, Houston, and the White Sox, Boston, and Tampa are all up there as well. San Francisco, the most wins so far this season, and they're doing it really well um, at home, 23-10, and 10, on the road, 22-16. and 16. Um, they're scoring runs and they're playing pretty decent defense as well. So that'll be interesting to see. 
any thoughts on the college baseball World Series? Well, I think it'll be very good to follow, uh, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, NC State, I mean, it's just surprising everybody. Nobody mm-hmm. thought they'd beat Arkansas, and then they won big over Stanford, so it'll be interesting to see if that continues. Um, really good game last night with Arizona and Bandy. Um, and uh, Arizona's really good. Of course, they're going to have to come out of the, the loser's bracket now a little bit uh, from there. Uh, Tennessee's getting beat now. I mean, I'd like for them to do good, obviously. Um, Virginia may be really good there. And um, uh, it, it just should be good all the way along. SEC, we'll see how they do with three teams in it. College sports are really, really phenomenal to watch. And I think sometimes it gets lost um, because of the big names in the pros. Uh, college sports, it's well worth the time to check into. Last night, Saturday night, uh, former UFC fighter Anderson Spider Silva upset Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. by split decision in a boxing match last night. He was a massive underdog, and I didn't watch the fight. I went back and watched some of the um, highlights and things, and Silva was one of the most entertaining UFC fighters for many years and then he just got beat up and old, and it wasn't working for him anymore. But he was entertaining um, and dominant enough to win the fight, 77-75 uh, for two of the uh, the officials there, the judges, and then he lost the uh, from one other judge, 75-77. But Anderson Silver standing up for the UFC community, finally beating a boxer. There's been a lot of UFC fighters trying to box, and it hasn't been going well for him, but uh, congratulations to the spider, Anderson Silva, with his boxing win. Only his third boxing match in his life. He hasn't boxed in a official match since 2005, as a professional, I should say, uh, 2005, and uh, comes out and wins uh, the match there. All right. Uh, as far as the Sports Dope podcast goes, we'll be back on Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, uh, we'll be live, and of course, always have the podcast. We're going to be joined uh, by our old friend Brad Taylor on Tuesday. We're going to talk uh, rookie quarterbacks and NFL quarterbacks, the starting odds and things like that uh, with Brad, and always enjoy when Brad is on, and uh, and looking forward to that program. I want to remind everybody, go to the comment section or to the uh, YouTube description or to the podcast notes. Click on the links there for Skull Candy and for Yeti. And uh, you can get some great products there, and that way they'll know that we sent you. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Until next time, we will see you around the sports stove.